Girl Tries Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and today on the podcast, we're kind of like interrupting our regular schedule, regularly scheduled program for uh, a little talk on COVID-19. I want to talk specifically about how we can manage our stress and our anxiety during this time. So let me be super clear. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I am not the person that you should be going to for any kinds of updates on COVID-19. Go to your local health resources, your health ministers, depending on where you are in the world, your governments, for information on how to uh, assess symptoms, get treated, uh, all, all the things. That is not what I am for. That is not what who I am for. I am a stress reduction coach, so I want to talk about how to manage the stress at this time. So it's it's been an interesting week for sure. I, I, as I record this, it's March 13th. Friday the 13th kind of feels very ominous, hey? And I live in Alberta, so we've had a very intense week of tumbling oil prices in a city that, you know, in a province that relies very heavily on oil. We've had increases in outbreaks of COVID-19, a lot of people getting tested, a lot of fear, a lot of toilet paper flying off the shelves. (laughs) You guys, this is not a gastrointestinal thing. It is, you know, a respiratory issue. Buy enough toilet paper for two weeks. That's all you need. Anywho, I want to talk to you about some strategies on how to manage stress at this time. Now, for those of you that received my newspaper, we're going to do uh, my newsletter. We're going to do a little bit of a recap of that. But I also want to talk about how to manage stress when, you know, self-isolating, having to work from home with kiddos. Like, I know that's a lot of stress for a lot of people, how to manage your finances at that time. Like, let me be clear. I'm not going to tell you how to manage your finances. I'm going to talk about stress and the financial side of things. Uh, So... That's what this podcast episode is about. So I hope that sort of fits what you're needing. So I've been seeing a bit of this meme going around on social media in the past couple of days along the lines of like, 2019, you were terrible. You were the worst. Like, bring on this new decade. And then it's like, 2020, hold my beer. (laughs) And it can feel like that for a lot of people, right? Like, this is something we've not seen for many of us for a long time, right? Like I lived through the SARS epidemic, but I was a child, so I was shielded from a lot of it. And I was having this conversation with my husband last night of, you know, our parents have been through like the Cold War. They've been through, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall. They've been through, you know, we've all been through 9-11, or many of us listening have been through 9-11. And this is just one more of those things that we will live through right? Where it feels scary and intense at the time, but we will look back and we will say, we survived that. We got through stronger. Uh, Yeah, it's probably going to be a setback for a lot of people, myself included, you know, financially and hiccups and all of that sort of thing. But we have the ability to better manage our stress as we go through this. So I want to talk about what that looks like. So first and foremost, I want you to edit your media intake. Like Twitter is a brutal place to be right now, even Facebook, Instagram, I find less so, but like, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before it catches up, right? So you have to really edit your intake because here's the thing. If you start seeing people sharing pictures of toilet paper flying off the shelves, 
even if that has nothing, like, even if that picture is from Australia and you live in Canada, you're going to start feeling anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I've got to go to the grocery store and everyone else is going to be feeling that way. And every, like, it just ramps things up. It doesn't actually calm things down. So edit your media take so that it doesn't amplify your concern. And because that may, it, it makes you think that you're underreacting when everyone else is overreacting right? So just edit that intake, log off of social media if you need to, right? Or mute certain types of topics right now. Go to the proper sources for your information. Like, I don't know where any of you are listening from around the world. So it's going to be different depending on your location. I live in Alberta. I live in Canada. So I go to the government of Canada and I go to the government of Alberta for their official COVID-19 updates, right? I'm trying to avoid anything else, Unless it like looks really, you know, scientific and legit or whatnot, because I know it's just only going to make me feel worse. Right. I mean, the world feels like it is tumbling down when Tom Hanks gets coronavirus. Right. Like, I wish I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm sure he will be completely fine. He's going to be really well taken care of. But it's just like, you know, Mr. The man who played Mr. Rogers, like it can so easily start to uh, cause panic. So edit your media intake, be really diligent about not checking your phones and maybe deleting some of those apps right now, right? It doesn't take long to re-download them, but maybe it's enough right now to help you uh, just get a little bit of a break from them, right? Okay, so next, don't panic, be smart. Panic is not actually going to help you right now, (laughs) right? When have we ever made great decisions in panic mode? There's like focused tense and then there's panic, right? So when you feel that anxiety rising, I want you to take two minutes of deep belly breaths, right? Like put your hand on your belly and inhale so deeply into your belly and that helps to redirect oxygen to your prefrontal lobe. Your prefrontal lobe is where the critical decision-making happens, right? You know, I I always ask this in presentations, where do we breathe when we're stressed and everyone points to like their neck and their throat? Well, when you're breathing really shallow like that, you're not getting oxygen to where it matters for that decision-making. You're getting it to your reptilian brain, aka fight, flight, flee, uh, but you're not actually getting it to the critical thinking, right? So are three packs of, you know, 60 rolls of toilet paper going to help you? No. Even if you need to self-isolate for 14 days, that's like 14 rolls of toilet paper max, like one. And like, I'm a family of four and it's still like max one roll of toilet paper a day. I don't know what all the rest of you are doing with toilet paper, but it's max a roll a day. So like buy what you need and leave the rest for others. Because if you think logically, if you buy everything up, What about your neighbors? What about your family members? Wouldn't you be upset if your grandmother couldn't access, uh, couldn't get any groceries, couldn't get any toilet paper? You would be saying, oh, I wish people left some for her. And then you're looking at your like pantry that is just stocked with all these things that you do not need right now, right? People that are buying respirator masks, like leave those for the health professionals, the doctors and nurses that are putting their lives at risk to take care of us, right? So leave it for the people that need it. The science shows that like they are not actually beneficial for us. Um, So really be smart about it. It increases panic when you when you do that, right? Like when you're not breathing enough. So, uh, and it also increases panic truly when people cannot wipe their tushies when like they genuinely just need toilet paper, right? Like, 
let's be smart about this. And so part of being smart is editing your media sources, is getting enough deep breaths going, is uh, consulting whether or not you need to self-isolate. Like the, the advice that we've been given in Alberta is that social distancing should be like happening immediately. Right. If you've come into contact with someone, uh, if you've traveled, you know, isolating for about 14 days uh, is important. Right. So it is going to start to strain our system soon if everyone's self-isolating. Right. And social distancing, because think of all the people that work at the grocery stores. Think of all the people that work for the airlines that, that have flights have to be canceled. Uh, think of all the shortages in the healthcare system. So I'm not saying those things like think of those as in panic about those things. I'm saying think about those things and be really smart and be really patient with your time. Right now, if you are experiencing symptoms like go to those websites for your proper information. Now, some of the stress I'm hearing from people is like, well, I'm trying to get through to the hotline, but the lines are just busy. Okay, yes, you're trying to get through the hotline so it's busy, which means you just need to keep trying, but also recognize whether you are having serious breathing issues or not, right? If your symptoms are sort of mild and you're doing okay, then you getting through to the hotline to get a test is not as urgent as someone who is elderly or his, who is immune compromised getting through, right? And so I'm not saying underestimate what you're going through, but I'm saying be really conscious that there's only so many phone lines and there's certain people who are a priority and let's focus on them being able to get through and you'll get through when you get through. Obviously, if what you're going through is an emergency, that's different, so number three is like when we're feeling this anxiety and tension, it can just kind of be in the background, right? Like you just kind of feel like your heart rate is a little bit higher at most times. So one of the tricks that you can do, like hacks, if you will, is that when you're feeling anxiety and your heart rate is pumping faster than normal, your stress response is on higher alert. So by actively moving your body, like a brisk walk, a YouTube workout, especially if you're self-isolating, you send the signal to your body that you ran away from that proverbial lion and your body then starts to, to trigger calming responses. So if you want to help calm your nerves, you can raise your heart rate through activity. Now, again, go back to number two of be smart. Don't raise your heart rate through activity to trigger the calm down responses and then go on Twitter. You will just have negated everything that your body was trying to do for you. So like, be smart, right? Next, focus on what you can control. We can help flatten the curve, right? We can focus on how can we control self-isolating or social distancing or washing our goddamn hands, right? We can limit our exposure by working from home. We can fuel our body with foods that boost our immune system, right? This is a really like apt time for a lot of people to be like, stress eating and like drinking more or whatever because I get it, it helps calm those nerves but what it's also doing is it's not helping your immune system get boosted up so if if at no other time this is a really good time to eat your veggies or to just you know lay off extra caffeine and sugar just to keep yourself fueled right order your groceries online for pickup I know the websites are slower I know they don't have everything exactly that you want to and they might be doing replacements that's fine the studies actually show that most of us have an extra seven days of food on hand in our cupboards and stuff like that we just have to get creative with how we use it right? So yes, you might not be getting all fresh fruit and veg. You might be relying on frozen. You might be relying on canned. It is not the end of the world as long as you are fed, right? 
and you will be okay. Uh, you can control moving your body to boost your heart rate. You can get fresh air. Even if you, like, you can go for a walk without being around any other people. You can sit in your back garden. You can sit on your balcony, whatever it is. You can avoid large gatherings, right? Like I proactively did not attend an event last night that was almost 250 people. My personal opinion, I think it was irresponsible that they went forward with it. That's my opinion. But my choice, my personal choice was to avoid a large gathering. Uh, I can connect with friends via FaceTime or by phone. And, and, And here's why that's really important is because... Yes, you're social distancing. Yes, you are um, isolating, but you don't want to feel isolated. There's a difference, right? You need to be physically in your home right now, probably many of you, but you don't want to feel lonely because that's when mental health issues sort of escalate. So calling a friend is great. If you can FaceTime with them or Skype with them, even better because then it's you get that face-to-face connection. You're reading body cues and expressions. Like It is just so much more beneficial for you. So if you can connect with people that way, do it. Um, you know, Have conversations with the family members in your house that do not revolve around COVID-19, right? Now, for those of you working from home for the first time, it can be an adjustment, right? Like it can feel very out of sorts. So again, I would say stay off social media for a bit. I go back to that, right? Um, Let's talk about how you can create routines, right? We thrive on routines. So what would be your routine at work? right? You'd work for a few hours, you'd take a break or you'd take a lunch break, you'd work for a few hours, you might go to the gym and all that kind of thing. Try and keep a consistent routine at home as much as you can. Uh, Get dressed. Don't just stay in your pajamas all day. I mean, if you work in your Lululemon or even partially dressed, right? Like I like my Lululemons, but I might also wear a nicer sweater or anything on top. I might put on makeup. I'm not going outside the house and I'm not saying it's any, but it just makes me feel like I've started my day a bit more officially. You do you, it doesn't matter, whatever is going to make you feel like you've got a bit more routine, um, but set yourself a regular wake-up time, right? Set yourself a regular, I go to bed at this time, I wake up at this time, don't be doing late nights just because you're working from home and it kind of feels like a Friday night. Don't do that, like try and keep a consistent sleep schedule because your sleep will help boost your immunity as well. Now, what about those of you who are working from home with children? Um... So real talk, my day home has been closed for a couple days. Um, Long story short, we're waiting to see if a family uh, there is going to be tested positive or not. I'm really hopeful that it will be negative and then we can go back and the day home will be open again. But as of this time, day home is closed. My husband and I are both home. Um, He is unable to work from home because of the type of job that he does. He works in events and it's a hands-on role. Uh, I am able to work from home, but some of my uh, work has kind of dried up because it's more outreach and speaking opportunities and all that kind of thing. So the way we're managing it is so that both of us can get some work done on our own, right? So I go downstairs for a few hours, which is where I am right now get some work done, some billable hours in, all that kind of thing, send things out. Um, And then I trade off with him. So he gets a couple hours. uh, And even though he's not working, working, he might be doing a project around the house or he might just be getting some some time to himself. I think it's really important to trade off. Now, what if you're, you know, working from home from a more traditional job and you're like, there's no way I can get eight hours worth of work done with my children at home because like kids, kids don't care, right? (laughs) Like they want your attention. They want your time. Their routine has been, 
um, upset as well. So I think this is where you have to have a real conversation with your workplace, with your, with your supervisor of like, what are the priorities? What is it that is actually a priority that I get done? And what are the nice to haves? And once you can, and be just really clear, there's no way you can get eight hours of work done when you've got kids at home right? Because if you start working late into the evening, early into the morning, you're going to run yourself down as well. You're not going to produce as quality of work. Like do what you can. We're all having to pull together right now. So have those conversations with your employers, right? And you know, at the same time, for a lot of you who have like client focused companies or uh, customer focused companies, a lot of that work is drying up because your customers are not going to events. They're not doing the same sort of things. They're focused on their own emergency emergency management, emergency response management. You know what I mean? We all have to be really flexible at this time. So do what you can set up routines, trade off. If you have a partner at home now, if you're a single parent, right? Like single parents, it's it's going to be much harder for you. And I don't say that to add additional stress, but I say that more to like have an open and honest conversation with your employer of like, there is only so much you can do, right? This is where the sick days will come in if you need to take sick days or take some of your vacation days. Um, maybe it's that you can only get two hours of work done a day, right? Like embrace the TV with your kids. I'm not saying eight hours a day, but like do what you need to do to get through this period and and don't give yourself a hard time that you're not being of any parent that you're not being the perfect parent and the perfect worker because there is no such thing ever but there's also no such thing at a time like this right so let's be really thoughtful about what our actual limitations are and not expect ourselves to be superheroes okay taking care of yourself is also how you set exp- put expectations on yourself right? So, so let's be very thoughtful about that. Okay. So I also want to talk about financial stress, right? Cause that, that's a real thing right now. And I'll share my own personal experience. Like my husband is not a salaried employee, so he doesn't get sick days. I am an entrepreneur. I don't get sick days. I don't qualify for unemployment insurance because I'm an entrepreneur and I haven't paid into EI for the past year, right? Because it's hard enough to like pay your bills as an entrepreneur without paying into EI as well, right? So, you know, that is something that is very much on our minds of like, what is our emergency fund? How much can we pull from that? which of our investments are liquid and what can we pull from that? And then at the same time, I know a lot of people are listening to this and they're like, that's great. I don't have an emergency fund. I don't have investments. I don't have any of that. Again, I don't know where you're listening from. I can only speak to what I know about Canada at this time. I know that Canada is going to be making EI more accessible earlier uh, they're going to cut that one week waiting period for it. So I know that that's something they're, they're working on. I know they're also talking about measures for those who don't qualify for EI. So I'm hoping to hear more information come out about that in the coming weeks. Um, this is my two cents and I might be completely wrong. I think there's a lot of organizations that are going to be much more lenient on their payments uh, given what's going on, given that people can't work. I might be completely wrong on this, um, but that's what I'm foreseeing, right? Because their employees are going to be affected as well, right? 
so don't take this as a like a hundred percent like don't pay your bills or anything like that that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying I am more hopeful that there's going to be a lot more leniency and understanding in the coming months as to how we manage this I know in Italy and I know we don't live in Italy but Italy they sort of halted mortgage payments uh, while they instructed everyone to stay from home right so I don't know what that's going to be in Canada I don't know what that's going to be in the U.S. or anywhere else but I'm hopeful at this time. If you're under like extreme financial duress, I think this is the time to reach out to to see what your options are, right? Call your bank. Can you get a line of credit? Uh, call your family members. Is there anyone that can act as sort of a loan for you at this time? Uh, find out what the social uh, services are in your community at this time. Again, I'm, I'm having to be so broad because I know everyone's listening from different places, um, but it's a really great time to have a conversation with your bank, right? I know taking out a loan is not ideal. For us, dipping into our investments is not ideal, right? But if I think back to like my parents, they went through the oil crash in the 80s. They had to walk away from a house, right? They just completely lost that house because they couldn't afford the like 18% uh, mortgage rates because they had variable mortgage rates at that time. And so that was an ideal for them and they survived it and they've, they're on the other side of it, right? And it's not like it won't take probably a lot of years for a lot of people because many of us live paycheck to paycheck or a couple of paychecks to paycheck kind of thing, right? So it's going to take some time, but if you focus on how am I going to manage this five years down the line, five months down the line, it's going to feel too overwhelming. What can you do today? Who can you call today? What questions can you get answered today? You won't get all of them answered, right? Like don't expect that you'll have all the answers, but what steps can you take? You can only control you, right? So do your best, right? Be be thoughtful during this time about what's realistic and what's not, right? And try not to panic because it doesn't actually help you through anything. So if you're feeling that panic, again, take some deep breaths, uh, do some movement to help raise your heart rate, all the things to help you sort of manage your anxiety at this time, it will be helpful for you, I promise. If you hear that in the background, that is my husband entertaining our children upstairs, running back and forth. But, you know, that's the kind of background noise you get during self-isolation during COVID-19. Now, this was pretty general. This was pretty broad. If you've got some specific questions on how to manage stress and anxiety during coronavirus, during COVID-19, send them my way. Uh, you can email me, victoria at stresslessladies.com. Okay, so one last thing. I spoke to the co-creators of both our Stress Less in 90 Days uh, program and the Stress Less Mindfulness and Meditation for Every Day. And we have decided that for the next week, uh, I am kind of recording this little add-on at March 14th. So until Sunday, so from now until Sunday, March 22nd, 
Um, we're going to be doing some major discounting on our stressless programs because we know you're feeling a lot of stress and tension right now. So we want to do whatever we can to help you out. So with our stressless in 90 days program, this is all self-led. You can do it from your self-isolation. Uh, it's normally $197 Canadian. Amy and I have dropped that one down to $50 uh, because we truly want anyone to be able to access these resources. One of the things I want to let you know about stressless in 90 days, the self-led is Yes, you can go through it week by week, uh, but you can also like at times like these uh, skip forward to the pieces that are of most interest to you that are of most benefit, uh, including stuff on like how to manage panic attacks, how to how to deal with all that kind of tension. So that might be of help to you or someone that you know right now. So we've there's no discount code like I've just physically change the prices on the website. So uh, that hopefully will be helpful for you. And then the stressless mindfulness and meditation for the everyday, again, especially during these times of high anxiety, mindfulness and meditation can be super beneficial for you. I know Morgan's digging deep in her in her own uh, mindfulness and meditation practice. Morgan is my co-creator of that program. So we've dropped the price of that program uh, for the next week to $35 Canadian. So again, I, like I'm very conscious that I don't want this to sound sleazy because I know a lot of people are like doing a lot of discounts. And I mean, small businesses genuinely are struggling right now. And so I, I'm not wanting it to sound like a cash grab or anything like that. This is truly like myself, Amy and Morgan. We just genuinely want to be able to provide you with resources right now to reduce your stress and anxiety amidst all this chaos so that you have those skills in your back pocket, right? Um, so that you can access them in a really, really affordable way. So that is really where this motivation is coming from. If that's of interest to you, you can go to stresslesslady's.podia.com or the link is going to be in the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast. Okay. So at the end of the day, the thing that we want most for you is to take care of yourself. We want you to have grace and uh, grace for yourself and everything that you're going to be going through. It's a period of transition. It's a period that's going to be quite challenging, but I can tell you we're going to be building resiliency through throughout this. We've come through hard times before. We're going to do it again. And just take care of yourself and be kind to yourself and be kind to everyone else that you come across, right? If they're if they're seeming really tense and anxious and like angry, remember that hurt people hurt people. They're probably just in a lot of fear and anxiety right now. So just extend that kindness and, and grace and empathy and olive branch because you might need it the next day, right? So if this has been helpful for you, please share it with anyone in your life who's feeling a bit of tension and anxiety right now. We are going to get through this. I promise. Uh, take care. And if you need anything, please just reach out to me, Victoria at stresslessladies.com or on Instagram, although I'm not um, checking it as frequently on Instagram right now. But whatever you send, I will answer, right? Whatever questions you have, I will answer. So, okay. <laughs> Lastly, last but not least, just take care. All the best.